in mm -hmm. the span of my time at Sac State, I was in 19 different productions. Wow. Uh, both uh, dance shows and theater shows. Like, I just had a hunger for learning. Yeah. And to, yeah. like, be taken seriously by her. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, like I'm not playing games. Right. Like, I'm here to dance. <laughs> I'm going to learn all this stuff. Right. I might be new, but, like, I can do anything that you challenge me to do. Right. I have the capacity to learn. Like, maybe right at this very second, I'm still awkward and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm right. going to get there. And I she love gave that. Me that chance, and she was just like, "Show up, do the work." Welcome to Queer Sacramento, a podcast about the lives of LGBTQ plus people, businesses, and events in and around the capital city of California, Sacramento. I'm your host, Michael Q. I am a certified and licensed massage therapist, professional stage actor, and owner of Q's Massage Studio, body positive massage therapy, right here in the Lavender Heights district of Midtown. All right, so I'm here with Layla. Thank you so much for coming here. So first of all, I would like to know your pronouns. What are your pronouns? I use she, her, and they, them. Okay, and are they interchangeable or are there certain ones in certain situations? For me, they're interchangeable. Okay, cool, all right. Okay. And then can you let us know if you're from Sacramento and if you're not, where are you from and how long you been here? I am not from Sacramento. I have been here for going on six years now. And I'm originally from Southeast San Diego. Okay. Uh, often when I say I'm from San Diego, people think that I like was raised in an affluent neighborhood. Like they have one idea of San Diego. Okay. Like very pristine and sparkly by the beach. Right. And like Southeast San Diego is what I've come to, to understand is like the equivalent of South Sac. Okay. In San Diego. Yeah. The like southern parts, southeastern parts of cities mm -hmm. like where the hood is. In okay. the inner city, however you'd like to reference it. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah, like I was not raised in like sunny, pristine, very rich La Jolla, San Diego. I'm from Southeast San Diego. And like I am very proud. Right. Like it's, it's a different experience. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good to know. <laughs> I, I love the specificity because like, I'm new to California. So I just don't, and I've never been to San Diego. So, okay. and so I want to have you on the podcast specifically because we've talked about you being a dancer. Mm -hmm. which is really awesome and you just started massage therapy school <laughs> which is so awesome i wanted to get into both of those things and so first of all i want to talk about your name so can you tell us your full name my full name is nimat Layla amatula shabazz mm -hmm. so it's a mouthful i love it <laughs> i love it so and was there a reason why you specifically want people to identify you as Layla versus any of the other parts of your name? Yeah, I'm going through this this kind of transformative relationship with myself and specifically with my name for about well, probably like the first 18 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little less. Like people had I had allowed myself to be convinced that like my name it was just like not palatable like it was an ugly name it was like just all these all these things the my experience in like public schooling um, and specifically in relation to my name like people would just butcher my name intentionally teachers and students alike and, and and it was just a very jarring experience because like the way my mom says my name and the ways that I was being addressed were very different and it mm -hmm. really made me kind of shrink into myself 
just the ways that people would butcher my name. Mm -hmm. And at the current moment, uh, I've undergone this kind of transformation in which uh, I now feel like I now love my name. Like I love my whole name, mm -hmm. but now I feel extremely possessive of it. And if it doesn't sound exactly the way that I want it to sound coming out of someone's mouth, like I just don't want them to say my name. It's mine, like a, a precious bauble of sorts. Yeah. And like Layla is, is much more accessible to people's mm -hmm. <laughs> their vocabulary yes yep and so it's not that i like don't value layla as much like i really love my name mm -hmm. but if you can't say my full name right like i just want to keep it to myself like, yeah. i like when my mom says it so if you don't say it like my mom i don't really want to hear it out of your mm -hmm. mouth <laughs> right right and so can you tell us the so i'm curious about your like heritage so although you're from you said southeast san diego mm -hmm. Your family, where, do you know, like, the lineage of your family? Somewhat. Um, I know my mother's side of the family is from Louisiana, and my dad's side of the family is from North Carolina. Both my parents, uh, well, I was raised Muslim. My name okay. is in Arabic. Okay. Um, both my parents, like, raised, like, Southern Baptist Christian. Mm -hmm. And separately of each other, they converted to Islam and then met in San Diego at a masjid. And that's how all my siblings, we all have names in Arabic. We're all raised Muslim. Oh, so okay. Comes from. And so they met, and what was, so is that the name of the temple that they met? Is that, What's it called again? Uh, so a masjid is, is masjid, literally okay. just like a Muslim church. Okay. For lack of better words. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. What made you want to get into dancing? Like, how is it just one of those things you feel like you were just born with to move? Like, mm -hmm. what... How early were you, do you think, when you started just moving and realizing that you liked it? And what made you want to go to school for dance? Um, I've always had an affinity for movement. So I didn't, uh, like, quote-unquote, dance as a child. Like, I had never taken any dance classes. My, my mom didn't have the, the means or the resources to, to get me to places where I could dance. And even before I thought of dance, like, I wanted to do gymnastics as a child. Okay. I always, I've always had... A high amount of energy I have to, that I have to expend, or I am just like antsy and restless, and I, I'm just not calm. And I started like consciously, intentionally pursuing like a movement practice in high school. I started with yoga. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yoga and meditation, and it was exposed to me by my high school English teacher. Actually, mm -hmm. I was going through a lot of a lot of different things with my mental health, and I just needed a way to expend my energy that wasn't sitting at home and being sad all day <laughs> right. I wasn't always so confident in my skills to, to socialize and being introduced to yoga and meditation was a, a movement practice that allowed me to be quiet or to speak when I wanted to I could interact with someone or I couldn't or if I didn't want to I had the option not to my practice was was both like in community and very deeply individual and that was what brought me into my body and then I moved to Sacramento and I didn't have a yoga community. I was so deeply invested in the people that I was practicing with in, Sa in San Diego mm -hmm. that I, I was kind of, I was really conflicted for probably about the first month or two that I had lived in Sacramento. I really went through a deep depression, not knowing where I would get my like communal spiritual movement practice from mm -hmm. and I saw a concert at Sac State the faculty dance concert mm -hmm. and it just like struck something so deeply in my body watching these people move that like 
I, 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 well, I'm very careful not to belittle people's hard work that they've put into being the trained vessel that they are. Mm-hmm. But I saw these people dancing and I was like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the capacity to learn all of these things that I am in awe of. And this, I was kind of through the grapevine led to this woman named Dr. Linda Goodrich, uh, the, the a professor emeritus and the, the previous director of the Sacramento Black Art of Dance Company. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I, I don't know where I got the audacity from, but I like, I feel like I like stalked this woman. Like, I just wanted to know about her. She, right. The, her piece was the one in the concert that I was really struck by. And I found her email and her office hours, and I I just showed up, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to dance. Like I've literally I never taken that. a dance class, but like I'm very I'm very flexible, I'm very strong, I have a very deep awareness of my internal body, my spatial awareness, and I have the capacity to learn anything. And this woman really could have laughed at me. Like she has formed professional dancers that are that are dancing joyously around the world has had a very esteemed career mm-hmm. and in no way shape or form was obligated to entertain my little unaware uneducated self and but she took me under her wing and gave me this just this little smile and was like okay mm-hmm. that's what you want to do okay come to class All and right. she, she just told me to show up and it was not it was definitely like it was not easy i definitely feel like it was like a trial by fire i wasn't just allowed to dance for her but i had to in many ways like prove myself to be like a warrior uh creatively spiritually to yeah that's interesting so did she yeah. have you audition so when you so when you walked yes. in the room and said hey i want to dance and she said come to my class was she saying i want you to audition for me like a private yes. audition oh not just with her audition, or no. with who who was in the room when you had your audition um, it was the whole company audition. So the first time I had ever auditioned in my life, the first. Okay. So Sacramento Black Art of Dance, they would host a company class okay. weekly on Sundays, and she just told me to show up. And it was it was not a dance class in which like they are giving you specific instructions every second of the class, mm-hmm. but the the head teacher Nicole Manker, she would stand at the front of the room and you'd follow her. And you went on this spiritual experience and you got what you got and you did your best to keep up with her. And that was, I was so terrified. I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I'm sorry I wasted right. your time. But I, but I didn't, I didn't give up. Uh, the like internal voice in my head that was like, you, you're really crazy. I don't know why you made this decision or why you thought it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked with that internal voice every day and I showed up and sometimes I cried. Sometimes I wanted to scream, but she just invited me. It's so Sacramento Black Art of Dance is open to the public. It's okay. not just for students. It's not just for professional dancers. Um, but there is a, a history of of storytellers of many different mediums auditioning and, and being a part of SBAD. Mm-hmm. And there would be upwards of like 50 people auditioning in a little room. And my first two years, um, I didn't get to dance with Dr. G, Dr. Linda Goodrich. That's, mm-hmm. that's how we address her. Dr. G. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mama G, Dr. G, just this superhuman of a being, just this superpower, mm-hmm. a firehouse. Um, and uh, we've talked about it. And so the first two years I had danced for my friend Wendy and then my friend Nicole mm-hmm. and Dr. G. Like it was it was a test to like come into my body. And she's very, very openly told me like I was really awkward. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to dance with her yet. Like, I had just started. I was very terrified right. of my own power, of being in my body. It was mm-hmm. very doughish. I didn't really know <laughs> what to do. Yeah, like, right. I could do handstands, but I couldn't do a pirouette for the life of me. Like, I 
we I sure. just had a, a different skill set than Absolutely. a lot of the people I was around. I had yeah. never taken dance, and and she was a person who really pushed me to to develop my technique, to harness my skills physically. So because of her, I started taking ballet. I mm -hmm. took jazz. I took hip hop. I took folklorico. Anything that anyone would teach me. Uh, after I met her, like I auditioned literally for everything. So mm -hmm. in the span of my time at Sac State, I was in 19 different productions. Wow. Uh, both uh, dance shows and theater shows. Like I just had a hunger for learning. Yeah. And to yeah. like be taken seriously by her. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, like I'm not playing games. Like right. I'm here to dance. <laughs> I'm going to learn all this stuff. Right. I might be new, but like I can do anything that you challenge me to do. Right. I have the capacity to learn. Like maybe right at this very second, I'm still awkward and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm right. going to get there. And I love that. And she gave me that chance. And she was just like, Show up, do the work. Mm -hmm. That really just show up and do the I work, and you'll be rewarded, and like things will come to you. And I was very blessed to. Um, I danced for her in a, in a piece commemorating the passing of her mother. Mm -hmm. and it was really like the greatest, like the greatest privilege and blessing to me. Wow, um, that's so cool. To to kind of be, um, not held at not held at a distance, but like to be witnessed, like like for someone to. They're like waiting for me to come into myself. And then when I do, I'm given this this beautiful privilege of dancing in a piece so special to you. And, and then I got to the year after that, um, there was a guest artist, a guest company, Ebo Okokan, a mm -hmm. local Afro-Cuban dance company in Sacramento. And I got to dance on stage with her. Like it was like the, like the biggest coming sweet. of age for me, the biggest the biggest privilege. Well, she danced and had like her little two-step in the back with our orchestra. Mm -hmm. And so I danced on stage with my mentor, my my spiritual mother, and it is it was it's really just been the greatest gift. Someone like I didn't I came here with nothing. Like I don't know any of these people. I don't know what I was doing. I had never heard of a tondu or a frappe or a pirouette. Right. <laughs> I didn't know any of these <laughs> right. things. Of course, and she right. Said to show up, and it's it's really like the greatest blessing to have someone like just provide space for you. Wow, I love that. All right, so now, so now I want to talk about the transition from that to massage therapy. So, you're in massage school now, and so, so first of all, what was the, what made you want to get into massage therapy? Um, I started massaging people actually before I started before I came to Sacramento. So my interest in massage started with my introduction to yoga. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people I was hanging, I was hanging out with, they were different bodywork practitioners. Um, it is such an interesting experience. Like I'm, I'm in high school, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old, hanging out with adults who are practicing Reiki and practicing massage and like craniosacral therapy and all these things that were just like expanding my, my bubble of understanding about this world. And one of my friends that I had practiced yoga with invited me to a bodywork party and I just didn't Wait, understand what? it. So like I've never heard of that. It's so lit. Oh my gosh. Like all these people with different healing modalities. Like yeah. it's like a party and they just all exchange their services. People getting massaged over here, people getting Reiki over there, oh. getting fed. It is literally just like it was in somebody's huge house. And oh, I it was love all that. free. Like everyone is just exchanging their energy in such a way that like there's, there's a difference between like just giving your services for free to people and being reciprocated with another body worker. Mm -hmm. And that was where I got my first massage um, mm -hmm. and where I gave my first massage. I actually didn't know 
really what I was doing, but I, I was coming from a place of intuition, what I imagine, and people on a cellular level that feels good, mm -hmm. what would feel relaxing for the nervous system. And I just had several people affirm for me that I have like an, an innate gift for touch, for touching people gently with consideration, with, with empathy. And like it, again, like struck something in my head, but I just, I didn't have the means to, to pursue this kind of education. Like I, I hadn't gone to college yet. Like I, I had like no financial literacy. Like I didn't know mm -hmm. how to apply for loans. I didn't know how to apply for financial aid. I was learning what I knew about college through my sister who was also in college and learning actively. And I just, yeah. I didn't know what to do, but I like kept with it. I've always given people massages that I care for. Mm -hmm. Like my, my mom has plantar fasciitis mm -hmm. and restless leg syndrome. And I have, I, like I feel a very deep, desire to like give my mom relief um, I'm the youngest of eight children and my mom has like worked a life uh, she gave mm. birth to all of us naturally and so my, my mom is like the warrior of my heart and like yeah. I will always give her free massages and I just want her to experience some some level of being pain-free or just experiencing relief in the way that I think she deserves and so that was really I wanted to massage like I, I had no interest in massaging like the larger public, right. but my hands were like a, a specific gift for people that I felt were very near and dear to my heart that I wanted to, that I wanted to experience relief. Yeah. And then I came to Sacramento and in the dance program, there is a lot of opportunities to learn about somatics. Like it, it's, mm -hmm. it's very much rooted in building dance practitioners and dance scholars, people who are familiar with their body and the practice of dance as opposed to like pristine technicians. Right. Um, so they're really into building the full body dancer and my professors, several of my professors, like they're body workers and they, they just had so much knowledge to offer and to expose people to. And it, it just like set a fire underneath my butt. Like I have the capacity to learn so many things and to harness so many of my skills in a way that I have, like I've like slept on myself. Like really like, like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not not doing things because other people told me that I can't do them, but just because like I haven't tapped into that part of my willingness to, to set the fire underneath my own butt. And several of my teachers, well, my most recent, um, this semester before I graduated, one of my teachers, she studied gyrokinesis and Pilates and somatics, and I took dance science and somatics. And that was the class that mm -hmm. was like, I really love bodies, like damn. Bodies mm -hmm. are so cool. <laughs> there are so many things inside of them under like this little thing underneath that little thing attached to that little thing that's making this whole system function. And it just uh, I feel I'm like humbled by the the majestic quality of bodies. There's mm -hmm. so much. We have so many innate tools like bodies just know what to do somehow. And I, I am like never not struck by that. And going to massage school like I didn't. It wasn't on my radar at first. Like I, I had, I was at first. I, I just relied on my intuition. Like I, I mm -hmm. know that I can, I can provide people with a comforting experience in right. which they they leave me feeling some sort of relief. But I, as I continued to dance more, I came into contact with more people, and I was meeting more and more friends who were suffering or dealing with nerve damage. And like mm. nerve damage is just not something to play with. Like you can, they cannot be tampered with in the same way um, muscles can be in it. The, the idea of hurting someone uh, because of my lack of knowledge about nerves terrified me. And I, I just like, it, 
It might seem dramatic, like the idea of hurting no. someone and it being irreversible, like makes me want to die. Like, it, like it just makes me feel so bad inside no, of my body. No, it's not traumatic at all. Like no. it really, like the thought of it is like traumatic to me. Like I, mm -hmm. like I, sure. It's just I, I will not. I have no. I, my my spirit is too sensitive for that, and so yeah. I'm pursuing massage school. Um, first, I, I kept seeing it everywhere. I kept getting. I feel like there are signs. Well, like, mm -hmm. signs also from, like, capitalism, but, like, signs from spirit. Right. And, you know, like, we're both <laughs> right. of them. But I, I kept seeing NHI. That's where I'm going. And mm -hmm. just looking at their program. I know that I think they run ads on Instagram as well. Yes. So maybe so there are <laughs> ads on Instagram. Everywhere. Like, yeah. and I was just like, I don't know. Is this the algorithm or is this spirit? Is it both? I don't know. And it just... And for people who don't know, NHI, that's the acronym for the National yes. Holistic Institute. Yes. And it's a, a massage institute that is, they have multiple locations throughout California, right? Is it, is it a national company or is it just in California? So it's just in California. Like that part of the name kind of confused. Like it's known nationally, but it's only in California. It's based okay. out of Emeryville, their home campus. Okay. But yeah, okay. all the, every single location is in California. Okay, that's good to know. Okay. Yes. So yeah, so NHI, which is what we call it, is, mm -hmm. yeah, so they also have a Sacramento location as well, yes. which is near the mall. Yes, Arden Mall. Yeah. And so, just for if people are interested in finding out where it is or, you know, mm -hmm. all the things, just so that they know that it's near the Arden Mall. And you, just, so when did you start school? Just this week? This week, on Tuesday. You well, started? Monday was my orientation. Okay. So yeah. that was like four days ago. Literally. So if people are listening to this 10 years from now, just know, <laughs> I'm talking to Layla four days after she started massage school. Mm -hmm. And that is so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. How was how it going for you after after four days? I mean, you've only had so your orientation was Monday, then you had a class on Tuesday, yes. and then did you have a class Wednesday and Thursday? Yes. So okay. it's Monday through Friday. We have class every day. Okay. Um, it's been so great. Really, what brought me here? I I desire the confidence to touch people intentionally and with intentionally and purposefully and precisely like knowing exactly what i'm doing why i'm doing it and what impact that will have on the body mm -hmm. and even in well right now we're learning our swedish sequence mm -hmm. and it's been so great like i like i at no point in time previous to this experience like i would just i was really coming from a place of spirit and intuition like i didn't have a sequence that I was doing on people. Like I literally imagined like inside of my body, well, people would share with me what they're feeling, uh, where they experience tension. And I would literally imagine um, my hands, like kind of like telling those muscles, those ligaments, like to calm down inside of their body. And that was where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. But being in a place, like I thrive with like a, a structure, not a rigid structure, but when uh, when learning Swedish, this like there are so many things to do. Like I don't have to improvise. Like I don't have to guess. Like I don't have to. Like I think this would be good. I think this would be cool. But the the ways in which to specifically hold my hand, to specifically posture my body, to lunge, or just how to use my full body weight, how to just approach it with technique. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say like like. Moving with spirit, I think, is a technique in itself because, like, no exam can determine how good or emotionally intelligent a massage therapist is. Right. But there's just so much value, I believe, in 
the the confidence and structure like knowing what to do how to to handle someone's body how just techniques for grounding yourself before you put your hands on someone mm -hmm. how to massage them in such a way that you are not exhausting yourself like where i'm at i believe like massage can be replenishing for both parties mm -hmm. like just because i'm giving someone a massage doesn't mean that i need to like leave deteriorated and in pain because it's not that's not good we both deserve to like leave with an uplifted spirit mm -hmm. and in the so we've done about three days now of massage i really also i really enjoy they jumped right into it mm -hmm. so if you're someone yep. that you're a kinesthetic learner you you love to learn by doing not just by lecture like there's a really good balance i feel like between lecture and you're just like thrust into the fire like you're going to learn this mm -hmm. right now yep. we out here taking our clothes off in front of everybody yep. getting draped like it's it just happened so fast in a way that I really, really appreciated. And today in class, I fell asleep during my massage. Mm -hmm. And it was just so, everyone's so kind. Everyone is there for their own reason. And I like, I say with the utmost kindness and love in my heart, like I didn't go to massage therapy school to make friends. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's, it's an investment, a very expensive investment. And I was very focused on learning what I needed to learn and getting out. Mm -hmm. But the people I've come into contact with, uh, the, the, the kindness has been so natural. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm being distracted by people wanting to be my friend. I am not necessarily, still not necessarily seeking out, like I don't want to like go out and party with people. Right. But the people I'm in class with, they're all on their own spirit journey mm -hmm. and so focused and there to learn. And people, everyone, there's just such a wide range of ages and people who are mm -hmm. coming into school um, from what place in their life. And it's just, if it, I assume if, if what I feel in my spirit is true, like the, the program will continue in this manner, deepening and deepening, like mm -hmm. I'll have a really great experience. And this, just the first week, I'm like enamored with massage. I really love the opportunity to touch different kinds of bodies, mm -hmm. um, of different ages, of different life paths, like holding different kinds of tensions, coming to the massage table with an accumulation of different experiences it's it's so humbling to me people are so different all bodies are so different mm -hmm. like like some people like like their muscles literally attract differently yes. like the way they feel in their body anatomically like we're so unique and individual and it's so beautiful to me and i've i've just discovered so much about myself mm -hmm. and other people in these four days and to be honest like i didn't I thought <laughs> I had signed <laughs> up initially because I was more interested in the Eastern segment. And for me, on some level in my brain, like Swedish was a compromise. I was like, well, like, I like it, but like, I'm really here for shiatsu. Like, that's mm -hmm. what's in my heart. I want to learn shiatsu and Thai massage. But in this few days of doing Swedish massage, I had someone frame it to me as like your uh, Swedish massage. It's, I, I feel like it's like really a friend of the nervous system. Like mm -hmm. to calm the body. It's not so much. It's not so much deep tissue or pressure point or, or like really intense digging, but the, the the long gliding motions are similar to dance for me, mm -hmm. and the ways in which they're teaching us to lunge and use our whole body and like a mm -hmm. wave like motion and this like horse straddle. It feels so familiar in my body, mm -hmm. and I love Swedish massage. Like mm -hmm. I would love your sleep and all Swedish massage mm -hmm. because 
I, I can sometimes have like tunnel vision. Right. Well, and also you didn't know. You know, it was yeah. one of the things when we, so that everybody knows who's listening to the podcast and that you and I have hung out a couple of times because you reached out to me and wanted to know more about Thai massage, but then also mentioning wanting to go to massage school and my experiences in massage school. Mm-hmm. And but I remember you telling me about how you really were honing in on Shiatsu. And, you know, I wanted you to have your own experience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I realized, when I realized that you were a dancer, and I was like, you know what? She's going to discover it in her own She's time. She's going to really like Swedish massage because it is a dance. It's one of the things yeah. that I love about Swedish massage it's is that beautiful. it really is It really is a dance. It, it really is about the flow and it, it is tied to the nervous system. So Not I'm glad that. you're enjoying it. When you see pictures or videos of Swedish massage, it's usually like a skinny, naked white woman. Right. And like it didn't, it just, it didn't engage my brain in the ways that I had been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. And But there's really... It's so multidimensional. It's so mm-hmm. complex in the ways that we can care for people's bodies. Yeah. With the simplest of strokes, like the lightest of pressure, and mm-hmm. like there is a, such a legitimate place for deep tissue. Like I love a good deep tissue massage. Like I love the uh, other healing modalities. But I, I'm, I'm learning. Before I, I knew that I love Swedish massage. Like I'm coming into a place for massage where I believe that if you can befriend the mind, if you can relax the nervous system, you will have exponentially more results than if someone is tense and you're putting an elbow in a knot. Like you, all the technical prowess in the world can't get rid of someone's tension if they can't calm down and breathe and feel safe in their body. And I, I'm discovering this more and more with Swedish. I was like, well, like it's cool, but like that, it's like the combination of my intuitive massage with technique, mm-hmm. I think Swedish is. And it's just so beautiful. Like the, the gift, I really think it's a gift for someone to like feel safe enough to fall asleep on mm-hmm. your table. Yeah. Or like just even to doze off a little bit or to cry or to just feel some sort of deep openness they're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's really some powerful stuff. Like It is. Wellness and massage is, is really, quite frankly, like I think... Is like really revolutionary. On a, like a whole separate note, I, I performed recently in San Francisco, and a, a person uh, presenting a work. Um, there was this quote being repeated through their piece, and it mm-hmm. was something along the lines of, "Like black wellness is the most radical act against state violence," Ugh, and this idea wow. of like caring for the body, like treating yourself it. gently, treating your community members gently. Like anger is such a fruitful emotion when tapped into. Like people. In this, in this system at large. Like they bank on people being angry and nothing else. They bank on bodies like wearing themselves out. They bank on people not replenishing themselves because you are disposable and it's easier to get rid of you. But when you, if you can combine the like transformative fruitful power of anger with like replenishing yourself with joy and, and calmness and, and serenity, like you're, like a superpower. People are not banking on you investing in your wellness. Mm-hmm. They're not banking on you treating yourself gently. Like they're banking on the exact opposite. And this idea that by treating someone so gently, like you could impact them on a cellular level. And like, it just blows my mind, really. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. that's I love it. Yeah. I love you having this journey. It's <laughs> awesome. I just exciting. So if there's anyone wrapping up, so if there's anyone who's interested in, would you be comfortable like be comfortable with anyone contacting you if they are interested in a massage or a dance Please. okay so where can they find you on social media uh, my instagram well instagram primarily it's my name layla shabazz so l-a-i lay 
S H A B Shabazz and then X. So Lay Shab mm -hmm. X. It's on Instagram. Okay. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Layla Shabazz. Mm -hmm. I at the current moment I, I feel much more confident giving people massages than I do instructing them in dance. Sure. I'm definitely coming into my teaching voice. Mm -hmm. It fluctuates a lot. Um, but I would really love to give y'all massages. Uh, because currently, like at the student clinic at NHI, you're not allowed to request people. Mm -hmm. But the, the rate is $35 for a 50-minute massage. Mm -hmm. um, people coming to me, just like like having this learning experience together, I'd probably be practicing a lot of s Swedish on you mm -hmm. in combination with my like, intuitive massage. But I really, really would love to practice on more bodies, to meet more people, to exchange more energy. Um, it's just such a great replenishing experience like I enjoy massaging people like I feel fed by watching people have this joyous experience in front of me mm -hmm. like, I love it so much I love it well thank <laughs> you so much for being on the podcast this is awesome yes